Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, and Barry DeBoater rounding out the cruise. We navigate the latest boating news and information, and then just make up a bunch of stuff to entertain ourselves and our water-loving friends. So, uh, what do we got today there, Captain Patrick? What do you think? Well, we're uh, going to start with... with uh, wait, wait, what Barry. the heck is going on there? Uh, you got two things going on there, Patrick. Turn one of your mics off because you're doubling up. So uh, let's make that and let's say take two. We'll fix it in post, right? <laughs> Talk to me now, Patrick. What do you got? Are you there, Patrick? I'm here. Okay, I got an echo on you. Barry, talk to me. Best one, too. Yeah. You only have me. Yeah, I got Barry, but uh, Patrick, you, you got two audio sources sending sending audio to me at the moment. How is that possible? What did you do? He broke something. You think, Barry? Did he break something, Barry? I I think he dropped some potato chips in his uh, microphone. It it could be that. Could be a little bit of that. Um, I don't know. Patrick, you with me now? I mean, he's the captain. He's supposed to have this stuff, uh, you know, correct. But that's any guess. But, uh, Patrick, talk to me. Where are you? Yeah. All right, you got two microphones on. Let's turn one of them off. So, you know, he's got this Facebook Live thing. Why are you connected with two videos anyway, Patrick? What are you doing? Isn't one video feed from Captain Patrick enough? You would think. Barry, are you with me on this or what? Yeah, I've assumed you had to set up like that for a reason because he is the captain. That is incorrect. Because uh, he controls that, or he did. I may have to control it for him, though. So let's see here. We will do this, and why can't I change it? I don't know. I can't. Uh, Patrick, you just got to turn the mic off, one of your uh, sources. Nothing like doing right. this live on the World of Boating radio show. <laughs> so much yeah. for the pre-briefing meeting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought we had all this stuff kind of worked out, but it's just how we roll sometimes. When we're trying to do uh, the world of boating. But, you know, what are you going to do? Patrick, you got it figured out yet or no? Or should I just go on without you? Because I can make I up stuff. I guess just go on without me. Okay, you fixed it. All right, finally. Whew. Okay, now we're good to go. So uh, what do we have then, uh, Patrick? What, now that we could have gone with Barry. I told you that Barry had the story. Well, what is it? Well, actually, I know that story, but I was trying to find that story again. It was a great story. It was. I can give you, I give you some of the background about a gentleman who had a, purchased a boat. It's yeah. a two-year-old boat, had it new from the manufacturer, and uh, he had some kind of issues. And I don't know if it sank completely, but mm-hmm. he lost both engines. Is that the story you were talking about? And he that's blamed, correct. He lost both engines. Both engines. Okay. He lost one, and then he lost the other. And started sinking and blamed the manufacturer for the issue. And my thinking is, wait a minute, you've had the boat for two years now? 
who's been servicing it, what's going on with it, and how did this all happen? Hmm. Well, what happened? Patrick, are you going to fill in that gap then, or what? Yeah? No? You're not going to say a word so, now? No, we really don't know what, what happened. Okay. That, that, so, yeah, that was the whole thing, is that we discussed it earlier in the week, and now yeah. I can't find the story anymore. Of course. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> well, that's all right. I've, I've got the story. Okay. Well, then go because with it. Because we, we, we posted it on World of Boating. Mm-hmm. So if you follow us on World of Boating Facebook page or worldofboating.com, you would have found this story. So this um, guy uh, was out boating, and the story goes that uh, a group of fishermen got stranded at sea when their motor suddenly malfunctioned, but they soon found themselves even in more trouble. The boat began taking on water, and they managed to capture the scary moments on camera. The incident happened in December of last year, but the owner of the boat is now speaking out about his experience. So they're out on the water. They're in this twin outboard, uh, center helm, center console boat. And what they say happened is we lost power to one engine, and then somehow mysteriously the boat starts taking on water. And then they lose the other engine, and then they take the cover off the one engine and try to jump the starter, and things just go from bad to worse. And the end of the story is this: the owner of this boat, he wants the manufacturer of the boat, which hasn't been named, but um, he wants the manufacturer of the vessel to be held responsible for the loss of his boat. and. I can speak from experience in that because, unfortunately, if you work in the marine industry long enough, especially in manufacturing, you come across these things that happen. And most recently, uh, I was involved in a case two years ago where customers' 29-foot twin outboard boat sank and blamed the manufacturer, blamed the marina, blamed everybody. And when the boat was recovered, floated, turns out that the transom drain plug had not been put in. Don't! is the owner's responsibility. So there are things with this story that just don't add up. Right. Uh, You can start with certainly losing one engine can happen. But the amount of water that they were taking in to the point where the boat wound up going under something really bad must have happened because if you're paying attention to the operation of your boat, if the bilge pumps kick on, assuming of course that the bilge pumps are operational, the float switches are operational. And I would highly recommend that you have a high water alarm that when these things, and even if you don't have a high water alarm, if that bilge pump goes on due to the float switch, the bilge pump light on the switch on the helm is going to light up. Plus, you're probably going to hear water shipping overboard. So you should have been aware that the boat was taking on water. And what I would guess happened is 
they didn't have the drain plug in. And they were out running the boat. When you're out running the boat, of course, you're not going to be taking water in because the boat's moving through the water. They came to a stop. They're doing their diving or whatever it was that they were doing, spearfishing. And the boat starts taking on water, and the water got to such a level that it took out an engine. And things from there just went bad to worse. And, and it had to be pretty deep into the water to take out outboards because they're already mounted up fairly high. Yeah, I mean, it, it's there's just so many unknowns, but you're going to point your fingers at the people with the deepest pockets, which is going to be the boat manufacturer. Right. So, you know, until we know more about it, you know, how they maintain it. I mean, a two-year-old boat, you you would think that they've maintained it well. They have documentation showing that. And then um, what kind of uh, uh, experience did the skipper have? Um, You know, it's just there's a lot of unanswered questions about this. But just to to put it out in the news that we're going after the manufacturer just sounds like um, uh, not taking responsibility for their own uh, mischief. Yeah, it's it's one of those things with any of these boats. And Barry, I know you do it with yours. Making sure that all your systems are operational, your bilge pumps work, your blowers work. Uh, Of course, you have an outboard, so you're not worried about blower. But even the boats now moving into the larger boats that are going outboard powered that traditionally would have been stern drive, they have generators on board. So you're still going to have blower operation that needs to make sure that that works, your navigation lights, things of that nature, but certainly things that are designed to keep the boat from sinking. Um, you need to make sure that they are operational. And if they're not, you need to repair them before you head out for a day on the water. Well, in their defense, uh, the whole drain plug issue is a fairly common uh, mistake that uh, boaters that are a little more absent-minded have made more than once. Are you with me on that, Patrick? Well, it could be the owner, it could be the marina, the drain plug may not have been put in tight. Um, depending on the manufacturer, it, there are different drain plugs that are used. Yes, they need one that's automatic, I think, is what they need. Uh, because it just happens more often than it should. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i want sun i want sand i want spa Spa, facial, but nothing too remote because I'm a people person. I like to socialize. Islands are good? Islands are great. All right. I'm thinking... I love the Bahamas. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. We can get you to the Pink Sands Beach. We can fly you direct into Nassau. This is perfect. Let's do it. Bahamas. Bahamas. Here I come, baby. Bahama, Bahama mama. You got a biggest house in town, Bahama mama. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, buried a boat around and out the crew. Uh, and, you know, you may have seen the news. The Bahamas changed their entrance requirements for the islands again this week. Uh, it used to be that you could get over there with a 10-day COVID test within the time of travel. You had to do some paperwork. It'd be good to go. But they shut down commercial air traffic as well as, uh, you know, like big boats, ferries. Obviously, the cruise line's been closed down. But the good news for you, if you have your own boat, you can still get over there on a private charter or your private vessel uh, and still maintain that uh, those requirements. So if you want to go over to the Bahamas, it's still open as long as you do it privately as opposed to commercially. It's very confusing, all these rules they're putting in place. But, uh, but you know, there, there are some things you can do to uh, manage this COVID crisis accordingly. Bahamas.com slash boating. You should find all the latest info right there. Now, what it won't do, it won't, uh, you know, you can get over to the Bahamas and forget to uh, seal up your drain plug. And you come back the next morning and find your boat at the bottom of the marina. And that, it, that is something that happens more often than not, uh, Barry the Boater. Am I right? Well, well, it can be. But if you have one person that's in charge of launching the boat. Yeah. And you go through the same routine every time without someone interrupting you. What can I do? How can I help? And I just tell people, 
just sit back, let me go through my routine. Mm-hmm. You'll go cover all those things. I, I walk the boat. When I launch it, I walk from the bow to stern all the way around. Yeah. Putting in my drain plugs, setting up my engine, mm-hmm. pulling off all the straps, getting it all ready to launch. The ropes are, the lines are out, ready to go. Ropes yeah. on the ground, lines in the water. And, and, and let me, uh, uh, you know, correct myself for once. I mean, it doesn't happen more often than not. But when we find a boat at the bottom of the marina in the morning, it usually has to do with a drain plug issue. It, it can, absolutely. Yeah. Just, the people are rushing to get out mm-hmm. or they're being, you know, someone's coming along and they're interrupting their train of thought. If Because the, the guys own the boat for two years. Right. So for him just to do it this one time is odd unless, again, they were all excited going out spearfishing. They're going to go get the big hunt, yeah. you know, and bring all this food back. And, right. Uh, but but Captain Patrick, wrong. why haven't they come up with a an easy solution to this? Because they know... Boaters can be absent-minded at times. We've seen the statistics. We've seen this happen way too often. Why? Well, you know, we have to have a drain plug, I guess. But uh, nope. we don't. Then why nope. do we? Why do we keep having? Well, a lot, a lot of manufacturers years ago, and like when I first got started in the industry, it was the brass drain sleeves and the rubber stopper with the T-handle style. Mm-hmm. Then. On your larger boats, you had the brass garboard drains, okay. which was the uh, nut uh, with the threaded barrel that uh, would uh, seal into a uh, receiver that was mounted in the transom. Then manufacturers, because every time that you have a metal fitting like that below the waterline, especially on boats that are going to stay in the water, those need to be bonded, and of course, you always have the possibility for corrosion. So they've moved to plastic um, garboard drains or, or uh, transom drains. Mm-hmm. Now you have manufacturers that on a lot of boats, you're going to go uh, probably 26 feet and up. You may find that there aren't there aren't any transom drains in there, drain plugs, and it's strictly going to rely on the float switch and the bilge pump to take care of any nuisance water. Right. So they have moved towards that, and I'm not saying that that's what happened with this particular um, issue with this mm-hmm. with this guy, but he, he did make this comment that... Um, you know, he uh, he bought the boat. Uh, we were told that this boat is a very seaworthy boat without any issues whatsoever, and it turned out to be the complete opposite. Hmm. That's an untrue statement in the fact that the boat's two years old. Yeah. You know, it's not a new boat anymore, and boats have to be maintained, you know, and that can be a problem for some people because they – Boats are expensive, and they already put a bunch of money into it, or they're making their monthly payments on it, and they just can't come to grips with putting more money into something that maybe they're not using that often. So it's not the fact that this boat wasn't very seaworthy, because apparently it was seaworthy for the first two years. Well, and plus, you know, it, it sounds much better to say, hey, I had a problem, my boat sank because it's not seaworthy as opposed to I forgot to uh, reseal the drain plug. Well, again, not saying that that happened, but 
based on the video that I saw, based on the chain of events as they were described, losing engine power, and then the boats taking on water, that it just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. You know, boats just don't start taking on water. Unless they got a hole in them. You've <laughs> left the drain plug out or you've ran aground, you knocked a hole in the bottom. Right. Um, very rarely are you going to find that a fitting below the waterline has failed. You know, depending on this boat, if he had seacocks through the bottom, if a hose came off. Again, these are points of maintenance that you're supposed to inspect before you head out for your day on the water. But mm-hmm. not everybody does that. And well, there you go. The bilge pumps that were on this boat, I would imagine, based on the size of the boat, he probably should have had at least two 1,500 GPH bilge pumps, probably minimum. And whatever wasn't he able had to keep up with the water flow. Yeah, it wasn't strong enough. But it should have been if they had been operational. Mm-hmm. As long as you have battery power, the problem is if the water got high enough to take out the batteries, now you lose your float switches and your your bilge pumps. Now that you're going down. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. But uh, no, I don't blame the guy for trying to put the, a positive spin on it for himself to make himself look less uh, like the culprit. But, you know, it is what it is. Like you said, the facts just kind of point in a different direction than what he's putting out there. But, hey, uh, the moral of the story is just make sure you don't do what he did. Don't don't get to, to that point in the first place. <laughs> make sure that... True. Uh, there's no holes in your boat. Drain plug sealed up good, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. We'll go with that for now. Don't shoot your boat. All right. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, to boat around and out to crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And just, you know, share some stories that maybe will allow you to boat better. You know, learn from other people's mistakes. That's a lot of what this, uh, this show tends to be every week. And I think that last story was uh, a perfect example of just that. So what else do we got, Patrick? We got other uh, little antidotes to share to make our uh, passengers a little better, or what? No, that was it. I was going to take up the whole show with that story, but thanks for killing it, Greg. That's all right. We'll have to to move on to something else. Okay. Well, let's let's Uh, do that. Well, here's the thing. Uh, This past week, uh, in an overwhelmingly bipartisan vote, Congress passed the Great American Outdoors Act. Round of applause. Yay! Get outdoors! (laughs) Yay! Legislation that will stimulate the recreational boating industry and create more more safe and sustainable recreational access for all Americans. Okay, so who was against it and who was for it? I had have no. Why would you be against that? Um, nobody was against it. it No one said it. it was a partisan vote. Why? Bipartisan. Oh, bipartisan. Oh, I see. Barry, okay. you heard me say that, right? Yeah. Listen, okay. Greg. Listen. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> you know, if you would just 
Okay, Trump's whatever. Go on. Just go on and explain what the hell's this. going on here. Wait, wait, so what it, you know, what it entails is just they've, uh, what, they're encouraging people to okay. get out there and do it or what? No. The Great American Outdoors Act addresses two longstanding priorities of the outdoor recreation community. First, it fully funds the Land and Water Conservation Fund, a go-to program for conserving and maximizing outdoor recreation access. Second, and in my opinion, almost as or equally as important as the first, it tackles the maintenance backlog on our public lands and waters by investing in boating infrastructure like docks, ramps, and parking facilities. That might be good. With more Americans flocking to boating in the era of social distancing, the Great American Outdoors Act is a shot in the arm. We need to continue delivering memorable boating experiences and significant economic impact more boating for everybody now that's a campaign slogan i can uh, i think we now can we all need to learn on. about names for boats no no well maybe next stay close you're listening to the world of boating radio network We're going to hop on a boat, and we're going to get out on the ocean. I mean, that's the only place we can be sure there's no radioactive schniz. Feels right. It's our only move. Does anyone know how to drive a boat? Don't let me mix you up a redneck margarita. You know the one just straight tequila. Good Lord, all aboard. Come on, jump on the booze cruise. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, buried a boater. Could be a booze cruise today. Yeah, at least on the world of boating, because we're actually yeah, we're going to need it after uh, Barry does this story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he he teased it. I guess that's what uh, we call in the biz is a tease. I'm uh, I'm trying to learn the lingo. Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking about the top boating names of 2020. And well, were they just released again? Barry or yeah. what? All right. Boat US came out with their new list for the top boating names and and they don't get these names from people calling in or or doing a survey or something. Where they get them from is they have a boats graphics uh unit that you can actually order the graphics for your lettering for your boats and get, you know, nice big names and then you just kind of paste it along the side of the boat. It comes out really nice. Okay. So what they do is they they use the the top 10 that are that are sold for that year. So are you ready for them? No. Let's go. Yeah, I am. No? Okay, well Patrick's is shaking his head. No. Do you already know the first one? Um yes. Okay, go. No, that's not it. That's a great <laughs> band, though. Okay, go is awesome. Uh, uh I would have to guess that uh the top one, if not Aquaholic, which has been a mainstay for years, it's gotta be something really stupid like Serenity. Well, you are correct. Serenity is the top name. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know How if about it's the uh, top COVID name. They Cruiser. say it's number one. It, COVID it, it Cruiser could, is in the top ten this year, and you it? know it, it could be for it could be. After, but remember, this this twenty twenty names are probably most of it's compiled from the twenty nineteen sales of all these uh, oh, graphics okay. that they were so done. Maybe so maybe to- that'll that'll crack the top ten. Maybe next year. I got maybe you. next year. So the first one obviously is Serenity, which has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't changed. Um, number two is Island Time, and okay. those are for people that are slowing things down on their boats. I've seen that? Uh, yeah. Number three is Scout, which to me is lame. 
It's lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the name of a boat or okay. a brand of a boat. Okay. Right. That's true. Number four was, and I can't understand this, Pura Vida. P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A. Pura Vida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, pure, I still don't understand they, it. What's that? Uh, pure Life or something like that? Something like that. Or something life. It says a way of life in Costa Rica, but uh, or it yeah. translates to living a good life with your family. Yeah, there we okay. go. Right. Um, this that. one, of course, is a play on the word seize the day. Right. Okay. Obviously spelled uh, differently. Uh, shenanigans. Mm. Eh. So are, are any of these names, Patrick, uh, names that you have not heard in the top 10 before? I, I've heard of all of these and they're all equally stupid. I still like Aquaholic. <laughs> I, I think that's. Uh, it's not in there this year. Uh, Black what? Pearl is still up there. Well, okay. Uh, cool Change. Mm. Nothing. Uh, Little River Band. <laughs> yeah. Still uh, still holding yeah. on. It's still the holding 80s on. or 70s or whatever it was. They're still around. Well, you know, the older we get, the more popular they become. Right. Uh, Liberty. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then number 10, Not On Call. K-N-O-T. A-N-O-T, On Call, which is probably... Uh, for this year, for COVID nineteen, they're all on call. Right. Well, all those play on words like you know, naughty girl or these knots. You know, uh, look. Uh, if there you're going if, if to go and name your boat, okay, go and look at this list. Go back and look at 2019. Go and don't all pick way back any of those through 2002, and don't pick any of these. Right. You want to be <laughs> something original. And we've said this. Uh, I've said it before. Greg hasn't always agreed with me. But in the case of the first story where the boat sank, mm-hmm. think about how it's going to sound if you have to put out an SOS, a distress call. Yeah. Don't make it something that is so ridiculously long to say that by the time you're done saying it, your boat's done sunk. Right. Uh, and one of the uh, worst names you could call your boat is going down. <laughs> hey, well, I'm over here in the causeway. Uh, it's go- going down. Yeah, th- that's that- nice. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like surprise because I just yell out surprise, surprise, surprise. Like, they never heard that before. I'm okay. sure, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Patrick. I, I for once I do agree that if you're going to name your boat, you should pick something a little bit more unique. Uh, you can do a play on words still, but obviously there's some that are so, you know, common. You know, I, I can't believe Aquaholic isn't up there. I mean, no. yeah, I think it's kind of run its course, you know, um, that there's probably so many of them out there that it's like, maybe hey, we can name our bait Aquaholic. Uh, there's 10 Aquaholics in the marina. Yeah. You know, let's not do that. Well, I'm we can surprised. call it Aquaholic too. Well, I, there's you, 15 of those. I'm surprised. Or you could have- they, that it's not like a law, like, you know, like a boating name has to be, you know, kind of unique or something. So people can keep, you know, the, the keep them separated when they're talking on the radio like that. But I don't know. I guess well, naming your boat is a bit of a vanity thing anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. it, to do it because most often, I mean, if you got your FL numbers or if you've registered your, your you know, if your vessel's documented, you know, you, it's one of those things. But Here's the thing about if you're going to do this is invest in a nice custom set of letters 
you know, spend the extra money. Don't go to Walmart or Kmart or whatever it is and get the block style stick on or just the ones that you get at Home Depot or something like that. And if you're going to do them by yourself, learn how to use a straight edge, a tape measure, mark it out, figure out how you want them spaced. You know, uh, one of the biggest things I can't stand is, is looking at boats here in Florida and you're supposed to be spacing on your FL numbers mm-hmm. and people run them together because they put them on themselves and it's like, we're going to the water and they just, it, it's FL 5952JD and it, it's all in, all jumbled together and it's not supposed to be that way. Right. Or, or it's, it's not level or something like that. But that's why I did use this boat US um, lettering thing when I, when I set up surprise and it came as one large decal. All you had to do is put a straight edge onto the, uh, onto the uh, hull itself and then you kind of pushed it up next to there and peeled the backing of it no it's pretty cool the way well it came obviously apart. there there's code you got to follow for the numbers on your boat right yeah but, but, there, but the name spacing but yeah. the name on the back you know i mean the, you can use whatever font or whatever i mean if you have like oh yeah you know naughty girl you know not it has to be you know in a, in a like a rope font or something like that it's pretty standard Actually, that's a good idea yeah Okay. Yeah. No one's ever done that. I see. That's the thing. I mean, you, I think you got to be a little bit more creative on your name and, and font and stuff like that. I mean, some people don't want to put any thought into it, but you got to remember that once you make this, uh, you know, t- pick your name and the font, you, you got to live with it forever. Well, there yeah, were a couple. And so does the person, if you ever sell it, they can't change the name. Well, they the can book. if they want well, bad luck. Yeah. Supposedly, you can have that redone. But there were a couple of musical names that sounded pretty good. One was called Grateful Dad. Had you ever heard that one? Grateful Dad? Yeah, as in the Grateful Dead. Okay. It was Grateful Dad. Mm. Grateful that he got his boat. All right, I guess. Maybe. You guess? I, Flat Bottom Girl? Flat Bottom Girl? Now, I, you know, I actually kind of like that one. That's I haven't heard that one before. Uh, Patrick, yeah. do you? obviously, you hate all the top 10 names. Do you have any that you... You know, you you actually think are acceptable and you prefer? No. Okay. <laughs> don't 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 name your boat. Just it, just, his just name. don't do it. The no boat, name boat. It's gonna, have, it's gonna have generic written across it. But uh, you know, the boat with no to, name. To, to your to your point, Greg. If you're going to name it, if you're if you're insistent that you're going to put a name across the back of your boat, yeah. To your point, put some deep deep thought into it and find something that reflects on either you or your family or it's your profession and take some pride in it. Otherwise just leave it blank. Hmm. Yeah. You can do that. I mean, don't, I thought you would, don't you have to have a name for your boat? No. How would, how would you, uh, how do you call for a mayday? If you, uh, don't have a name, you'd have to use the call numbers, I guess, or letters, right? Use your FL numbers, use your documented numbers, and if you've got your stuff set up with your VHF, you're just hitting your distress button anyway. You don't even have to make the call. That's that's mm. true, but uh, you think most people know their FL numbers? They no. should. They, they should, should, but I, they stuck them on the side of the hole, and they forgot all about them until the next year when they get a new sticker. Yeah. Yeah, that they put on crooked. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know. I think you got to have a name. You know, it just, it just kills me. You know, $500,000 yacht. And you know, ten dollar lettering. 
It's just, <laughs> and I've, I've seen some, some customers do some really neat stuff. They've gone and they've had them like the back transom. They've had it like cut out and backlit and, you know, kind of 3D effect. There's, there's some they really, used, really uh, cool stuff. Uh, duct tape for their numbers. Yeah. They, they, well, you got to save money somehow. <laughs> More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i want to sing a little song that uh, kept me going when i had troubles we were right the beach Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under a dock, and there they saw a rock. But it wasn't a rock. It was a rock lobster. This is the uh, World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, sometimes the bugger. You know, uh, lobsters are kind of a big deal in Florida, where we're based out of this week, because we have the Florida Spiny Lobster Mini yeah, Season happening. Okay. Okay, I hope so. This uh, Wednesday and Thursday in Florida is a two-day mini season for recreational scuba divers and a very popular boating day, or a couple days, uh, that you're going to see everybody and their brother out there on the water trying to catch them little bugs. Uh, 
Yeah, something to keep in mind outside of Monroe County, if you're in Florida, uh, you can get 12 lobsters each day per diver. It's pretty impressive. Down in the Keys, Monroe County, it's six. But down in the Keys, because of the coronavirus, they're having some issues with some of the boat ramps or shutting them down. So if you're planning to go down there and and do some private boating, uh, that's fine. But you better make sure you know what ramp you can go to because you might be out of luck if you go to the wrong one uh, down in the Florida Keys. But the charter operators are open, so that's good. So you can go and catch lobster that way, possibly. Patrick? Yeah. yeah. Well, are you going to do any lobstering, or are you just going to sit back and wait, a, wait for uh, me to come back and bring some to you next week? You never, you never bring any back for anybody. All right. I'll keep that tradition alive. Uh, you always again. say, up, oh, ate them all. Yep. Ate them all. Better when they're fresh. You got to eat well, them within six hours of catching them. So, so true. Uh, but you know, it, it's a good time. It is a fun outing. It'll be interesting to see how, uh, you know, how the whole coronavirus thing affects lobster season this year, but I don't know. I, I don't I have, think lobsters get coronavirus, so I think you'd be okay. Uh, actually, uh, lobsters might be the, uh, the saving grace for the coronavirus. And we're going to be talking about that on scuba radio today. I got some, uh, interesting, um, information. And, uh, we're I, not, I think I'm not, not going to talk about it now, but it's a big deal on Scuba Radio today at 3 o'clock. I think this so. may be the first time you really legally limit out because there's going to be so few divers out there. I, I don't know if you're you're um, correct with that, though, Barry, because here's the thing. Boating has been on fire because it's one of those... Easy, easy. Boats... Okay, don't, regardless, yeah, uh, like that. you said uh, before, Patrick, uh, your business, and we've heard Rusty talk about they're selling more boats than they can make uh, because it's one of those activities you can go out with your family or just a couple people and be socially distanced and doing it, and the boating industry has been benefiting from this. Yeah, and, but not all of them have become scuba divers. Well, no, but you can you can go snorkel for lobster too, Barry. Oh. And you know, as I know, that it is a uh, this mini season in Florida is huge for boating too, as well, well as diving. Yeah, because so. you have you have all the divers that are going out in their friends' boats. They're coming right. down from different parts of the country. This year, I don't think there's going to be as many people coming around from different parts of the country. We will which see. Means I, I will you tell have a you better chance of getting at least three lobsters this time. Well, but but here's the thing: Florida saltwater fishing licenses are up ten percent over last year. So go figure. You know, so well, it could be one of these things where it's one of those activities that people uh, can still take advantage of. So there's more people being. You know that are gravitating to it, so I don't. We'll have to wait and see. We'll give you a report here next week or the week after after I go down and uh, take part in some of these activities myself. But I'm very anxious to see how it plays out. But uh, be forewarned that a lot of these uh, boaters are going to be out on the waterways in Florida Wednesday and Thursday, regardless of the number. There's going to be a lot of uh, potentially, I don't know, uh, newbies. Uh, people that don't know the rules of the roads, so you got to be extra careful, not just as a diver, but even as a boater, and uh, know all the Florida waterway uh, rules because they're going to be out in force uh, patrolling. Uh, but but just the fact that there'll be a lot of people in the water that you need to avoid as a boater is uh, you know something you need to be aware of and plan accordingly. So we'll we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting. All right, so uh, we just got a few minutes left. Before we wrap it up for this week, Patrick, how, how are we going to finish off today's uh, cruise through the latest boating news and information? 
Well, we're going to finish by not talking about your other radio show. Well, so, too late. <laughs> um, new outboard engine coming. New, okay. new, old, new. So, Oxmarine, O-X-E, uh, based out of Sweden, is teaming up with BMW to provide engine blocks for its 200-horsepower power plant. And in a stunning move, they've agreed to co-brand these outboards, which means these outboards will have the BMW insignia on them. Cool. So, no. No, no, that's not cool. No. What do you mean that's not no. cool? Of course, if you like BMW, that's cool. Because we all know about BMW drivers, and hopefully that doesn't uh, transcend okay. to uh, the boaters. Uh, to boaters with BMW powered engine, you know, boats. Um, hmm. But are these uh, going to be flat opposing engines? The it's going to be uh, the builder already utilizes BMW engine for its Ox three hundred Bison which is a three-liter, six-cylinder, bi-turbo diesel. Um, and it's going to further cement its collaboration by co-branding the 300-horsepower engine with the automaker with this 200-horsepower offering as well. Hmm. So um, they're going to be putting their logo in there. Hey, that's better um, than a giant bison or an ox. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I understand they're trying to project brute force and all that kind of stuff, but... Naming the motors after a cow-like uh, animal, I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. But maybe that's just me speaking. And it's just it's a good thing it's uh, at the end of the show, and we won't have to comment anymore on that. Hey, look, till next time, whether it's sale or motor, remember, life, life is, is better, better as, as a, a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.